Three, two, one. Welcome to all the balls. Week fifty-eight. Mike Craddy. Mike Craddy dressed up for the show tonight. Yeah, sneak in. All right, we're good. We're good. There you go. Move it over. That's Jake. There you go. That's Mike. There you go. I'm Justin. We're live for week 58 of All the Balls. How y'all doing tonight? For those of you that don't know, that's Mike Craddy. He's been on the show before. Tell him where we are. Where are we? We're at Jake's house. We're in Weymouth, Massachusetts, at Jake's new house. Thanks for the, um, thanks for the welcome. Hey. So, yeah, we're at Jake's house Clap right now. Me. We're going to try to end this show before 8 o'clock tonight. We're at Bridget's house. Yay, hey, Bridget. Say hi. Hi. That's Bridget. Wait, who was that? Oh, hi. that was the ghost. But um, yeah, the resident a, ghost. We got a big night tonight. We got Thursday night football. We got the Boston Red Sox in the American League Division Series. Who would have thought? Besides me, I haven't gone all the way. I still do. Whoa, they're, gonna, they're gonna be Tampa. Whoa. But um, Jake, we got a lot to get you to. You said the Yankees were gonna win. Yeah, I know, but Boston at heart. Boston at heart. But um, we do have a lot to get to tonight. Jake's still preparing for the show. He thought it was a couple hours from now. We walked in. He was still getting dressed. He's like, "Oh my yeah, god!" Yeah, I mean, we're in my house. But what happened was I had to move all week, and I had no time for this. Yeah, so. Jake had a big move. But um. Mike, we're starting the show off, three up, three down. Patriots, unfortunately, lost the game. Nick Folk clanked off the upright. It was a great game. Jake didn't think it would be so close. I didn't. I didn't either. It was a very good game. I was fortunate enough to be there. Not too much rain, which was pretty good, but um, three up, three down. Are you ready with your three up, three down? Yeah, did you prepare your three up, three down? No. Me, I did. Do you? Uh, no, I didn't prepare, but I got them. All right, let's start with the downs. All right, the downs. You got to go for it on fourth down, Okay. <laughs> I don't like the 56-yard field goal. I don't care what Nick Folk was hitting in practice. I don't care what he's capable of doing. What I know is that Mac Jones was rolling all game, and when I got a fourth and three on a 56-yard field goal in the rain, I'm going to take my chances and try and get a first down. Best-case scenario was we hit the field goal, take the lead, and give Tom Brady just under a minute to go down and just do the same thing he does every single time, win the game. I'd rather get the fourth down, move up, run the clock, last-second field goal, easier field goal, make it, win the game. Down number one for me, it got to go to J.J. Taylor. I mean, the Patriots running backs right right now have major issues. You trade away Sony Michelle. Stevenson fumbles in his first NFL game, and now J.J. Taylor, first carry of the game, what do you know? It's a fumble. J.J. Taylor's now number one for me. Yeah, it's tough for Taylor. I talked about this with Ryan on uh, my podcast. He got his own show. Yeah. And no promos that aren't ours. Yeah, well, I just did one, so. Um, Matt's watching, I bet. Matt, Matt listens to the He already commented. Um, did really? Oh, yeah, Matt. I can't even read the comments. My eyesight's that bad. Um, They're also not on the screen. Yeah, J.J. Taylor was a... <laughs> Was uh, his one carry was an eyesore here? Definitely pretty unfortunate. I think that was the turning point of the game. I was talking to my dad about that too. That's uh, how he was looking at it as well, and it you know ended up being a big moment and um, a game where Tom Brady didn't have like an overwhelming amount of momentum up to that point. He wasn't dominating the Patriots. He wasn't. You know, he didn't even end up throwing a touchdown pass, which is you know surprising to us all. And yeah, it's just a tough look for JJ Taylor, and uh, I think they got to reconvene on. Running back front this week doesn't look like they're going to sign anybody to yeah, help too late for that. recoup for the loss of James White, but you know, maybe they'll throw Ramondre Stevens in there, hope for some uh, some different fortune. Yeah. yeah, down number two for me again. We're going to try to get this done within the next hour. Big show ahead of us, but I'm going to have to go with Jonathan Jones again, playing man to man coverage the whole time. His assignment in this game was Antonio Brown. And Antonio Brown, to me, from being at the game, from watching the game, it looked like basically every single play he was open. Tom Brady, of course, didn't throw to him on every play. But Jonathan Jones' coverage in this game to me was very soft. Antonio Brown had a very good game in this one. And John Jones is a guy that's going to need to step up, especially with the loss of Stephon Gilmore. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But John Jones, to me, was not good in this game at all. Yeah, I, I, I don't like how he played. I mean... The Tom Brady didn't throw a touchdown, but he didn't seem to have much trouble. He was, you know, I think the most trouble he had was getting out of his own way. Yeah. You know, overthrowing the ball. It, it wasn't really the defense making plays. I, I would have liked to see more out of Judon. And, you know, I do think that so far through the year, he has been our best defender. And I thought the only guy that could have come up and been a better defender than him is no longer on the team. Um, but... I'd like to see the defense as a whole step up a little more. I, I love only allowing 19 points to Brady, but like I said, I think it was Brady doing it to himself. They could have easily had, had the plays made that would get them up to, you know, mid-20s, and it wouldn't have been as close a game as, as we think. Right. And then my final down got to be Michael Owenu. First two, three snaps of the game, he gets two penalties. Overall, I could say the whole offensive line because it's been a shit show so far, but he had a bad game. 
David Andrews hasn't really been good so far this season. Now the offensive line is dealing with COVID trouble, but overall it's been a shit start to the year for the whole team. But I'm going with Michael Wenu. Bad, 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 bad offensive line. Yeah, yeah it's pretty weird too because a lot of people expected them to be one of the better units, if not the best in the league. Yeah. At least top five for like most people I saw talking about it in the offseason and the preseason. Um, probably the first two penalty game of Michael Wenu's career. He's been you know, pretty spotless so far as a late-run rookie. Um so that's tough for him. Isaiah went out a rough game at times, too. He had the offsides call at the end that didn't get oh, called. Yeah. He put his head down like he was ashamed. That was hilarious. Um, he's pretty bad. I mean, like, I don't even know what they're going to do this week if they got, you know, all that offensive line trouble, potentially four starters out. Um, another down for me, just building on Jake's point, I agree that they should have went for it on fourth down. Um, Mac was dealing. He completed yeah, he like 77% great. of his passes. Um, outplayed Brady. Which is he really did. Not what I expected at all. That was going to be one of my ups. Max, but, um, Thank you, Evan. Yeah, it's a, it's you know, it's a tough look in hindsight when you go for the field goal in bad conditions and long distance and it doesn't go in. And I think you know, for a guy who's made his living so far in the, his young career in the league on checkdowns and short yardage passes, could easily made a three yard completion or more and made it easier. And maybe they would have won the game. I'm totally Tom Brady less time. I'm totally with you. I. I don't understand how we are in agreement that Mac played better than Brady. He was rolling all night. He looked great, but the the trust just doesn't seem to be there. And I and I don't know why. It, I don't know what in Belichick's mind made him think I trust Nick Folk. I get Nick Folk, you know, is you know consistent hitting how, like thirty in a row, whatever he was doing. Yeah. Um, and a, and a, like you said, he hits him. He hits him in practice. Whatever. Blah blah blah. He. I don't. I don't get how you have the confidence to not only start this guy over Cam Newton, but release Cam Newton altogether and say, this is it. We got, this is our guy. We're rolling with him no matter what. And when he plays well, you don't give him the ball in, in crunch time. I, I really don't understand it. All right, going to the three ups real quickly. Three ups for me, Matthew Judon. I really did think he had a good game. He's the only guy on defense that to me has been consistent so far this season. He's been all over the field. He sacked Brady, a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Up number two for me, got to be Mac Jones. I mean, he didn't really do too much wrong in this game. A couple of throws, one that Devin White should have picked off. Overall, Mac Jones, rookie quarterback, going against a Tampa Bay defense as good as that. I mean, a great defense. Mac Jones played really well. And then up number three for me, got to be Jacoby Myers. He was catching the ball. He was all over the field. And not to even mention the two throws that he made in this game as well. Yeah, he was on Jacoby Myers, to me, has been the number one wide receiver for this team. And it really hasn't even been that close. No doubt Jacoby Myers has been the best receiver on the team. I, I'm honestly surprised at, at how well he's been playing. I, you know, we saw him play for the last couple of years, and you know, he never did anything too wrong, but I think he's finally getting that opportunity to, to show that he is worthy of being a top receiver. Um, I, I guess that's the best way to put it. I don't think he's like elite by any means. I, yeah. I think that on this team he is proving his worth. Um, and he's a standout over the other guys on the team, especially like Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Like I think, I think the team went out and decided they needed more receivers, and Myers was like, "Hey, I'm I'm here and I'm I'm doing my thing." And doing he's still job. and he's still proven that he's better than those guys that they went and went out and got. You know what's crazy so, about him, right? What does not have an NFL touchdown yet? Yeah, that is pretty he crazy. Like record, you know, like how many games without a touchdown? I think it's thirty something, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I I agree with. Oh, Justin's ups, I'd say those were the ones I was going to get at. And on top of that, I think it was, you know, a positive game for the tight ends as well. You brought them in to yeah. get in the red zone and have more offense. Both couple touch, both a, got touchdowns. Touch be yeah. a tight end-centric offense and, like, kind of rekindle something at least, at least to some extent of the days of old. Yeah, they look good. And uh, they both got in, so, I mean, that'll work. And Kendrick Bourne's also been better the last couple of weeks, too, the beginning of the season. He has looked pretty good. good. But Bourne's getting better, and the team's going to get better, at least on the offensive side. But the thing is... They're already one and three, and there's winnable games coming up. Two of their next three against Houston and the Jets, and then you get Dallas in between those. But right now, the Patriots better hope that they beat Houston and the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Those are winnable games. All right, let's get to the news. A couple transactions involving the Patriots, then we'll get to our picks of the week and all that stuff. Guys, Stephon Gilmore, he was going to come back for week seven. He was on the physically unable to perform list, and now we get the news yesterday. He was traded to the Carolina Panthers for a sixth-round pick. Overall, guys, your thoughts on trading Number one cornerback on the team is Stephon Gilmore. Well, I, I'm yet to understand the value on draft picks in the NFL. It seems that, you know, it, I, I think of the NBA and, and the sense that 
they'll they'll say, oh, throw in a second-round pick. You know, we, we'll give you two future-protected second-round picks. And it seems like the most casual thing to throw these draft picks into trades. Meanwhile, y- you can deal a top, you know, 10 corner in the game for a sixth-round pick. And it's like, yeah, well, Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick, but so were a hundred and a hundred million other guys that you don't even know who they are because they they might not even made the roster. So I, I get that you know the extension wasn't there. Gilmore was going to walk away. We were going to release him to Tampa Bay. You know Carolina swooped in and said, "Hey, you know that's our division rival. We'll give you a pick for him." But I don't know. I mean, sixth round pick just doesn't seem like it's the best he could get. Apparently. Yeah, but I mean, if you're the Patriots, I get you're rebuilding, but at the same time, it's like, well, we want to win. I'm willing to sacrifice the acquisition of a sixth-round pick to keep Stephon Gilmore for the remainder of the year and just let him walk away. To me, like keep getting a sixth-round pick is not worth not having him for 13 games. Mike, you got, yeah. you got thoughts on this? I'm su- I am surprised. I mean, I thought he'd at least stick it all through the end of the season. Again, he's not going to be ready until Week 7. But, man, this is a guy that was Defensive Player of the Year with the Patriots, was one of the top mm-hmm. quarterbacks. And you could probably say the history of the team, at least top five, top ten quarterback for the Patriots. And a guy that was really phenomenal ever since we got him and overachieved his expectations. Yeah, when they first released him, I was confused. Like, there's got to be some market for him on the trade market. And then they ended up doing it in the afternoon. I was hoping, even with his injury history recently, um, they could get like a third and a sixth. Or like, if you do one pick, he gets on like a fourth maybe, a little better. But they didn't. It's not entirely unsurprising, but just a little disappointing. You hope you can get more. But, I mean, the weird thing about this whole thing to me is that Gilmore's just playing for Carolina and the the contract's just not an issue anymore. When it was an issue here... Yeah, now it's like it doesn't matter at all. It's really strange because he put this, like, heartfelt tribute out and all that, and, you know, his teammates really appreciated one Super Bowl here. It's very confusing all around. You know, you would have loved to get more, but, you know, sometimes you just got to... Make the move that you feel is right, whether you know it really is or not. From Carolina's standpoint, though, I mean, oh, it's he, a steal. It's a good move. They lost JC Horn for the year. Could be the best this, quarterback in the draft. To me, this wasn't even a move about getting Gilmore. This was a move about not letting Gilmore go to Tampa Bay. Yeah, um, Green Bay. Yeah, well, I mean, the division rival. Yeah. Like they're both. To me, or I even New Orleans. I mean, to me, this was a a move for Carolina because they said, you know, we we're three and one. And Tampa and Tampa Bay is three and one. Yeah, we. I mean, I don't think a lot of people think this, but I'm sure Carolina does. They think they have a play at the division, so they're not going to let an elite corner go to a team that is desperate for corners. No, there's no way. They are going to make even if they bench him, they're going to make sure that they don't let him get on that team. And for a sixth round pick, I think it's an incredible move for Carolina. Um, I think that it's as simple as that. They just didn't want to see him go to Tampa Bay. And they just got C.J. Henderson, too. They just traded yep. him from the Jaguars. So they just got two very good cornerbacks. They lose J.C. Horn, and their defense right now is top 10 in the NFL. Carolina, I mean, they're going to be over 500 right now, it looks like. They got a great defense, and Sam Donald's yeah, going to get as well. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised at how well they're playing. But, Me, too. But it's, you know, they're there. They're, they're somewhat legit. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders, but... They could easily could be, be a playoff, playoff team. team. Yeah, they could easily be a playoff team. So the Patriots, they lose Stephon Gilmore, and then about 20, 30 minutes later, there's been talk the last couple of days that Jamie Collins might come back for a third time. And then what do you know? About 30 minutes later, Jamie Collins comes back to the Patriots, and this linebacking core is extremely yeah, stacked. Like we, Jam- we didn't need him at all. Does Jamie Collins make you laugh? You like him? Yeah, it does make me laugh because th- this seems to be – the the recent trend of players in the NFL. Yeah, we didn't you, no, you, what you do is nobody respects you, so you come to the Patriots. We make you look fantastic. You leave and get paid. Once that's over, you say, okay, I'm going to go look great again, and then you go to the Patriots again on a cheap deal. And really? th- that seems to be the trend for everyone. Like, look at Trent Brown. It's the same thing. Like, yeah, sure. yeah well, whatever. But it's, you know, Van Noy did the same exact thing. Like, it, it keeps happening over and over again. And, and Jamie Collins is not going to be the last one for this to happen to. But, I, I mean... Well, am I surprised that we went out and got a linebacker? I guess so. Back for a third time. I mean, Mike, you like Jamie Collins. To me, it's it's a move that you really can't lose by because right now, if you look at the linebacking core, again, they do have a lot of named guys like Hightower, Van Noy, Judon. But to me, Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Noy have been pretty non-existent for this team so far. Bentley's dealing with an injury. Jennings is out the for the season. The defense has been good, though. It's been a good defense, but you expect more from guys like Hightower and Van Noy. Now you get a guy like Jamie Collins and... What do you know? This guy could be the best linebacker on the team or second best. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same camp. I mean, 
What maybe? Don't, don't you think there's a reason that he was available? Yeah. yeah. He sucked when he wasn't on the Patriots. Okay. He knows the system, and again, when Belichick sees a guy that knows the system, like Jimmy Collins, he's a guy that if they got him tomorrow, he could be available for Sunday just because he knows the system. Yeah, so that's much. absolutely true. They got a guy that is ready to play right now, and who knows but, if he'll even be active this week? But again, yeah. he's a guy that's going to learn very fast. They just like they need they needed something, I think, because of the fact that I don't think Dante Hightower has it anymore. Hightower looks cash to me. Hightower looks like he's yeah, he, cash. he probably made a career-ending move by taking the year off. Hightower looks awful. He's, he's awful. He doesn't he looks do bad. anything anymore. He doesn't have that explosiveness. He doesn't pop out to you very much anymore. So I like it. You know, they got him for free. They didn't have to trade for him. So um, it's a good move. move. And again, the defense should still be fine. I mean, losing Gilmore is definitely a hit. Jalen Mills, John Jones, they're pretty deep at cornerback with Juwan Williams. So I, I'm not too worried about the defense right now, but what I'm worried about is making sure that they can beat these teams they're supposed to beat in these next couple of weeks. Jake, are you ready for the picks of the week? You, you got them yeah. all done? Oh, yeah, I'm done. You got your picks of the week? I even have a couple upsets and a lock. I do, too. I got two um, bold predictions as well. I, let me, I'll think of a bold prediction on the spot. All right, let's get Don't to it. Don't you worry. Thursday night game in about an hour and 15 minutes from now. Yes. Oh, yeah, before we, before we get to that, Jake and me disagreed on six games last week. He got four of them right. I got two of them right, so now his lead moves from four games to six, six games. Yeah, you're never catching me, man. So I'm, Jake's I'm at six good. games. The good news for me is it's only week five. The bad news for me is I'm already down by six. So let's get to it and make all these games better. I am right unguardable. All right, LA's at Seattle tonight. Seattle's the home team. Who's winning and why? Or Who's winning and why? Well, I'll tell you, the Rams are going to win. The Jewish book of why. Oh, sorry. That's a yeah. I mean, okay. Um, that's a book. So Haley Richardson, go Sox. That's what right. Sox? The White Sox. The White Sox. They're playing today. Good job, Haley. Jesus Christ, so, Haley, you're learning. So, so um, I got the Rams in this game. You know, I Thursday night is prime time. It'll be tight. It'll be a good game. The Seahawks aren't just gonna roll over. But I think at the end of the day. This Rams team is better than the Seahawks. Like that, that is what it comes down to for me. Um, I, I think this game would be close with the old Rams, Jared Goff and and company. So, yeah, I, I I agree with your sounds. But Matthew Stafford is significantly better. I think that he has no issue taking on this Seahawks defense. And the where I think the game will be won and lost is. The Rams' defensive line against the Seahawks' offensive line. Chris Carson's out tonight. The run game's going to be non-existent. Damn it. I was hoping Jake didn't say that. I thought he was not going to know until it started. I'm playing him in fantasy this Dude, week. Of course I know that. I thought Carson was going to start. I'm no, like, he's not going to start. Right. Chris Carson is non-existent in this game. He isn't playing. Shit. So I really don't know how an Alex Collins-led backfield is going to take on the likes of Aaron Donald and company. And, and, I mean, Wilson won't have a problem, but, like, the, the secondary isn't that bad for, for uh, the Rams either. So I, I think the Rams are going to take it. I, I disagree with you on this one. I think Seattle's going to win a close game. I think it's going to be one possession pretty much the whole way through. Seattle at home, I love them at home. I love them at home. I've always loved them at home. Russell Wilson's 9-1. Do you like him on the road? No, I don't like him on the road, but I've been picking him, and I've been losing to you. 9-1 on Thursday night football is Russell Wilson. 28-5 and in primetime games. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a great game tonight. Again, the D-line's good, but you know what the D-line means for Russell Wilson being good? Shotgun, shotgun, shotgun. Shotgun, shotgun, play a lot shotgun. of shotgun. We're not talking about shotgun and beers, wines, or whatever you want to shotgun. We're talking about Russell Wine. Wilson in the shotgun, throwing a DK Metcalf, throwing a Tyler Lockett, throwing a Freddie throwing Swain. Throwing a Freddie Swain. Bold prediction from the game, though. Seattle wins. Tyler Higby gets in the end zone. Mike, who are you picking? Yeah, I'm going with the Rams just like Jake. I just think they're the better team. I think. Good choice. Um, Bitch. Yeah, I think that's really it. I think the secondary and the defense as a whole just really isn't much good for Seattle. And um, LA's offense is pretty high-powered. Cooper Cup is arguably the best receiver in the league right now. He's playing Bold. He's playing like it, at least. You know, maybe not skill-wise all around, but he's playing like it. Um, he's a mad, he's a madman. I think they're going to beat the Seahawks here, even on the road. Do you, um, do you watch our show? Not every show, but... <laughs> So the <laughs> the way I've the way I've looked at it is Cooper Cup is like Golden Tate on steroids. Like Matthew Stafford played his whole career with Golden Tate, throwing him that underneath ball, hitting him, peppering him all over the field, and Cooper Cup is like Golden this Tate. this 
exaggerated version of him where that's why I think it was so easy for them to just mesh right away because Cooper Cup is is the new golden tape. That's how I see it. That's how I see it. I don't think they're related, but it is it is a very good comparison. They're both pretty fast. That guy was unbelievably fast. All right, Sunday morning football, 9.30 a.m. in London. Well, 9.30 a.m. here. Jets and the Falcons. For those of you that don't know, Calvin Ridley's not playing. I knew And that. Russell Gage is yeah, not playing either. But even if they're not playing, I'm taking Atlanta at home. They're going to bounce back at least a little bit. I think the Jets are going to lose this game. I mm. kind of want to go with the Jets because, you know, they kept it interesting against Tennessee. But I don't know. I just, even with the weapons out for, um, for Atlanta, I just think they're going to pull it off. The Jets are the Jets. And, you know, maybe Zach Wilson can, you know, get in a groove a little bit against a defense that isn't so great. But... I don't know. I think it'll be close, but I think Atlanta will pull it out in the end. What do I have circled right here? ATL? I'm going with the Jets. I've decided to change my mind. Um, I Maybe this is Kyle Pitts' coming out game. Maybe this, is, maybe this is Cordero Patterson's second week in a row of getting three touchdowns. I think the Jets can win this game. Who is better? Let me ask you both. Who is better, the, the Falcons or the Titans? Titans. Titans. Great, great answer. Who who just lost to to the uh, who the Titans just lose to? That's what I was pondering. Too. Jets. The Jets. That's right. And let me let me uh, do one more comparison. What team did the Jets play recently that didn't have their top two receivers? The Titans. Interesting. And Derrick Henry is a much better running back than Mike Davis or Cordell Patterson. Matt Ryan, so, baby. Cordell. I'm taking Tannehill over Matt Ryan. I'm taking Tannehill. I'm taking the ice. I'm taking the ice. I'm taking Tannehill over Matt Ryan. I think the Jets have an easier game than they did last week. I think they they take this one. You know, I I had to reconsider, but I will go with the Jets here, and I fully expect them to fail me, but I'm taking them. I'm taking them. I got the Jets. Let's get through these 1 o'clock games. We got an NHL season preview coming up. Green Bay at Cincinnati. I'm sure we all got Green Bay in this game. Jake, you got Green Bay? Yes. Aaron Rodgers, all right, easy game. All right, Detroit at Minnesota. This game usually seems like it's on Thanksgiving every year, but this time it still could be. It's in Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota at home again. This is a Detroit team that's been pretty competitive, but I think Dalvin Cook's going to run all over the Lions. Yeah, I got uh, Minnesota in this one. The comeback for Cook. He's got a week off. He's rested. Good to go. Yeah, I think Minnesota's going to pull it out too. This will be close. This will be close, but they'll pull it out. The Broncos at the Steelers. Steelers' offense looks broken. The Broncos' defense has been pretty good this season. Pittsburgh does play pretty good at home, though. Jake, it looks like you're taking the Steelers, are you? No, I got Denver. I'm going Denver too. I got Denver. Yeah, for too. me, for me, this is the same reason I got the Rams here. I think the defensive line of Denver is going to have no issues against that offensive line. Yeah, Connor, I'm with you, man. All right, so. I, the defensive line of Denver is going to have no issues against a very porous offensive line for Pittsburgh. Najee Harris is great. He can run. He can catch. He can do everything. they got great receivers. And Roethlisberger is, is not what he used to be. He seems banged up. They're yeah, talking is. about benching him, whatever, about this controversy. I don't know. He sucks and blows. He sucks and he blows. And Teddy Bridgewater might play in this game. But even if he doesn't, I think Drew Locke is capable of winning it. So I w- I'm going to see Denver taking this one. Yeah, win. I agree. Denver will win this game. What are you, what are you looking at? Some, what is that? Oh, just some Facebook asshole nonsense. Oh. You get Denver in this asshole. game? Yeah, I got Denver in this game. I really like their secondary, too. I think that's the hallmark of their team. They're I like really Sertan. Good. Yeah, yeah they're, good. Already, they're already good, and then they add Sertan. It just makes a, you know, the rich even richer in that secondary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, shout out to... What's his name? What's the safety name? Simmons? Justin Simmons Justin from BC. Simmons from BC, Eagle. I, well, I don't know why I forgot his first name. I was about yeah. to call him Jeff. but I didn't Terrible know first name. Jeff Simmons. Yeah. Not Is that Justin, an author? It's Justin. But yeah, I think, I think the Broncos yeah. will squeak this one out. I don't think it'll be a yeah. you know big margin, but I think they'll squeak this one out. All right, yeah. Miami. Yeah, it's not a blowout to me either. Yeah. Probably won't be. All right, Miami's at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's favored by 10.5. I think Tampa Bay's going to dominate Miami. That's my survivor pool pick of the week. Good pick. The Buccaneers over the Dolphins. I'm taking the Cowboys over the Giants in mind. They're going to see the Cowboys over the Buccaneers. No. That's also a good pick. You got I Tampa almost, Bay? I almost went with, um, with the Ravens over the Colts, but I swear. No, no, don't do that. Dangerous, dangerous. Don't do that. Yeah, that's a bad choice. You both got Tampa Bay? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Easy. I got Tampa Bay. They're, they're rolling. I mean, even a tough game against the Patriots, they won. They That's like, oh, okay, we overcame this. Miami, Jacoby Brissett, there's just not going to be enough there. All right, the Saints and the Washington football team. Washington football team's at home. This is a game that I could see going either way, but you know me. 
I'm not a fan of the football team. I think Winston can carve up the defense. I think Kamara can carve up the defense. And I think Taylor Heineke is not that good. Saints are going to win. I got headband Heineke in the water. Whoa. Whoa. You see him in practice with the headband? Yeah, no, like no. No, he looks fresh. He looks fresh. Good looking guy, you know? Justin, who do I have? You probably have the football team. You're wrong. I have the Saints. I got the Saints in this one. I think the Saints are pretty good. Me too. Yeah, I'm willing to go out and say I got Washington over Atlanta, which I did and you didn't. So that's one of the ones I got right that you didn't. Um, But playing New Orleans, I think that the defense is is very strong for, for New Orleans. And yes, like Jameis might turn the ball over, but like all I'm imagining is, like, Taysom Hill coming in and just, like, pounding them for, like, eight yards every time he gets the ball. So, I got the Saints here. I think that Washington's defense, for all the praise I've given them, has actually been a little sus, and and I think that the Saints take this one. All right, Philadelphia at Carolina, another 1 o'clock game. I'm taking the Eagles on the road. Again, we're talking Carolina big here. Wow. But they haven't faced a QB like Jalen Hurts yet. The mobile quarterback feels a little different to me. I got the Eagles winning on the road in a big-time performance by Jalen Hurts. My upset pick of the week, the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, mine too. Upset Philly. Yeah, upset pick the of the week. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to take this game, and I and I'm very confident in it. I I'm I think confident. the Panthers have been pretty dang good. I don't think McCaffrey's back yet. Um, he might be. Game time. Yeah, but I don't. It seems unwise to to throw him in there for this game. Um, I think Philly takes it. I I like, I like Hertz. I like Ertz. I like, <laughs> I like Hertz. I like Hertz. Um, and I, I think that Devonta Smith has been great. I think a lot of the receivers are actually coming up for them. Even Greg Ward, you know, the, yeah, the legend, good. looks pretty good. So I think Philly has what it takes. Yeah, Carolina, Carolina's good. They seem, like I said, they're not legit contenders. They, they are playoff worthy. I think the Eagles are right in that mix too. And I think this is a huge game for both of them. Yeah, I'm going Carolina, honestly. I think especially if they get Christian McCaffrey back. I, the Eagles have been better than a little bit better than I expected them to be this year. You know, they're a little bit more formidable. Wasn't, you know, I'm not tremendously high on Jalen Hurts, but he's been, you know, solid overall. I just think Carolina's going to pull it out. I think they're riding some momentum after a hot start so far, and uh, especially if they get McCaffrey back and he's not, you know, limited. Even without him, I think they can beat the Eagles, and I think they will. I don't think we need to talk wow. too much about these next two. Tennessee at Jacksonville. We all get Tennessee. 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 Yeah. All right, Tennessee will be Jacksonville. And then New England, Houston. We all get New England. Yeah. We believe in the Patriots to win this game. All right, thank you. Yes. All right, we'll get through these other games pretty quick here. 405 now. Chicago is at Vegas. Justin Fields is starting. I do like Vegas. Justin Fields, but I'm taking Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah, I want to take Justin Fields to beat the Raiders, but. I Vegas has been kind of good. I think Especially Vegas wins. Chicago covers. Very David true. David Montgomery's a big loss. You might see Khalil Herbert for the first time. Damian Williams is is was uh, banged up as well. So you know, if Chicago's got a uh, rookie running back that they drafted in the late rounds. It's gonna be a lot tougher for them to do this. Their defense is gonna have to be on point if they want yeah, a chance. Big time. You know, I have faith in Justin Fields, but I don't know if he can pull this one off. My lock of the week, by the way, was the Atlanta Falcons over the Jets. Upset was Philly, like Jake. Cleveland Browns are at the L.A. Chargers. I think this is a very good game. Yeah, it is. Baker Mayfield's not feeling 100%. I guess he could have got surgery. He's not going to get surgery. For what? Probably I don't know. Torn labor. Yeah, his, his tor- that's what it was. Which yeah. is problematic as a QB. So <laughs> before he's been playing through that. Before I heard that news, I was going with the Chargers. After I heard that news, I'm going with the Chargers. I love the Chargers in this game at home. Same here. I'm taking Cleveland. I'm taking Cleveland. Um, I, I, like, I like the Chargers. I think they're good. I think Herbert is... Looking great this year. Um, he's definitely building off last year, but I think this is a big Nick Chubb game. I think he, I think he has a monster Explosion. performance. Yeah, big time. All right, so that's three that we disagree with. We got four games to go. Four twenty-five. The Giants are at the Cowboys. Dallas team that's won three in a row since the opener. Can they win four in a row before the Patriots game? I think they'll win this yes. game. Dallas with the win. Yes. Yeah, they're my survivor pick too. Good pick. Good pick. And then San Francisco gets the last undefeated team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. Trey Lance is starting for San Francisco. It sounds like Arizona's going to win this game with Jimmy G, with Trey Lance, with Jake, with Mike, with me. Arizona got this game. Arizona is hot. They're hot. I'm taking them in this one. That's my lock of the the week. Jake has a crush on Hopkins. No, on Murray. I think think Arizona's going to pull What? That's my uncle. Yeah, Uh Uncle Murray. I think they'll stay undefeated here. I think there's going to be points, points, points in this game. So if you're betting, I'd bet the over. I think this is Whoa. a nice game. And, uh, yeah, I think Arizona's going to stay undefeated. Oh, yeah, by the way, my two bold predictions were 
Zach Wilson gets sacked at least four times versus the Falcons. And Kyler Murray totals five touchdowns against San Francisco. All right, Sunday Night Football Game of the Week. Buffalo at Kansas City. Who's winning? This could be a game of the year. Could be. AFC Championship rematch. Yep. Sunday Night Football. Yep. Michelle Tafoya, Chris Collins without Michaels. Who's winning? Yep. I'm going Carrie KC. Underwood. I'm oh going KC. God. I think this is going to be an OT game, too. I think this one's going to go down. That's a bold prediction. Bet on it. You'll make going to overtime. I get KC, too. I like him at home. Patrick Mahomes hasn't been his usual Patrick Mahomes, but you know what? He's going to be in this game. KC wins. Josh Allen loses. Jake got Buffalo. I got Buffalo here. Give me Buffalo. I think that Kansas City has been a little sus. I, you know, I'm not going to go crazy and say they've been bad, but they, they were one and two. They were one and two. They won the game. They're two and two. Then they, they did. They looked good in the win, but that team was one and two. Buffalo seems like a much stronger team. I know they didn't play the greatest opponents, but twice in a row they absolutely. Blew their opponent out of the water. Take it, the there, over, was, take the there was no contest at all, and that's that's not how I see this game going. Obviously, Kansas City can keep up. Both teams are going to be high-powered attacking offense. It could easily hit the 65-70 point mark. Whoa. Wouldn't go. Wouldn't be surprised. But I think that Buffalo has been the more consistent team so far this season, and I'm looking for the Buffalo defense to do something anything to slow down Pat Mahomes, and that might be the difference in this game. Josh Gordon's debut. Yeah, Josh Gordon. Let's see how much he actually gets on the field. I don't think it's going to matter. I'll say he gets two catches for 17 yards. 17? Yeah, a little schmuck route and then a little nice pass. You don't think they'll 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 send him? Yeah. What, seven to the end zone and then he... You don't think they'll throw him a bomb? No, it'll be... I hope they do, honestly. I I think they will at least take one shot on a 40-plus yard ball to Josh Gordon. He'll be too high to catch it. (laughs) All right, Indianapolis at Baltimore, Monday Night Football. Uh, this Indianapolis Colts team I wasn't very high on at the beginning of the year, and I'm still not very high on now. Yes, they won last week, but they're not winning this week. Yeah, they're not. It's all Baltimore here. This is the game. What, for Indy to lose? Indy will win this game. Jesus, it looks like I'm going to be within one game. In this I'm game. taking it right now. The Indianapolis Colts yes, I love you are too. going to beat the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football on the road. A huge win for Carson Wentz and company. Wow. Yeah, that would be a huge win. So, Jake, you're up six on me right now. We disagree on five. So the best I could do, get down to one. The worst I could do, it could be 11, and I won't even and be on the show next over, week. Buddy. All right, so I, those I are I could take picks. a week off, and you still wouldn't catch me. I would. Actually, I think there's buys next. Is next week buys? Yeah. Uh-oh. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye. All right, before the NHL preview, again, I told you we'll be done with eight by eight, and we probably will be. All right, before that, there were two wildcard games that happened. A wildcard game and a wildcard game. You guys, thoughts on last night's game? I don't know if you watched it, but walk off by the Dodgers. I was rooting hard for the Cardinals, and now the Dodgers are playing the Giants. Crazy. What a crazy divisional round series. Two 100-plus win teams from the same division. That is an unreal matchup. They're, they're, ta- they're questioning the playoff scenarios. For the future, because, you know, should a 100-win team really have to play a wildcard game? Like, yeah, they won, but if they lost, I think things might have, may have changed. Yeah, definitely. Because the Dodgers were very worthy of not playing in that game. And now um, they could win it all. And, they, yeah, I mean, they could. I think, I think whoever comes out of that series is going to make the World Series. Um, that, like, I'm very confident in that. I get the Braves. Okay, whatever, man. But, um... I, I, I'm very excited for that series. I'm going to take the Giants in it. Um, I think if anyone's capable of beating the Dodgers, it's the Giants. And then that other wild card game, you know, I was, yeah, hot take, damn right. So I am very excited to see how into the game the fans were in, in, in this game. Yeah, they uh, were. The Red Sox game. You could tell us. Oh, so you know the Red Sox game? Yeah, yeah. As soon as the bat made contact with the ball... I'm thinking of that Kyle Schwarber home run. The entire crowd, like, erupted. In the bogey like, home the run second, in the first inning. From the second it touched the ball. Like, it was it was a bomb. Everyone freaked out. Well, I'm ready for and, tonight. And th- every pitch, it seemed like the, the entire crowd was into it. If we have that kind of crowd enthusiasm for home playoff games, the Red Sox actually have a legit chance. Like, that, that is going to be a 
nerve-wracking thing for opposing pitchers. Yeah, you're right. And touch on the NL game real quickly. I'm not surprised. Not surprised the Dodgers won. You got to shout out to the Cardinals for such a great run that they had a great season. A month ago, they were at 500, and now you look at them, had a chance to beat the Dodgers last night. And then the American League wildcard game, fuck the Yankees. Shout out to the Red Sox. They got hosed. The Red Sox are going to the American League Division Series. It all begins tonight. And if they win this game tonight with Erod, they're going to beat Tampa Bay. It's not if, it's not but, it's not yeah, what's going to happen. This is such a pivotal game. If Erod can pitch good tonight, if he pitches his ass off tonight, then we get Evaldi, we get Chris Sale lined up, and the Red Sox will be in the American League Championship Series. And once again, fuck the Yankees. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, Are you I with agree. us on fuck the Yankees? Yeah, I, I echo that sentiment. I didn't watch the NL game last night. Come um, on. Not a second of it. Not even a minute? No, not even a little bit. Um... I had stuff going on. Couldn't watch it. Whoa. Red Sox Tommy game. Tommy. Big man. You know. Tommy Lane. You know, had commitments. You got to do something. What was your name? It was the podcast. Uh, you should that's know a that. weird name. You should know that. Um, yeah, but the Red Sox game was awesome. I mean, especially, you know, to get the Xander Bogarts home run not too long after. The hilarious Stanton single. Or the Stantonian home That was funny. Game. Oh, what? Off the, the, yeah. off the wall one? You heard the announcer, like, right? It just yeah. capped it off, so it out. just made like the home run so much more sweet. And then Schwarber gets a high inside fastball and just turns. A Schwar bomb, dude. Yeah, he's as long as he's around, I'm giving the Red Sox a chance. I think the Rays uh, will ultimately win the series. But uh, JD is out tonight. He is out. Martinez is not playing tonight, but he's active for the series, so that's yeah. good news. Matt Barnes left off the ALDS yeah, that's roster, crazy. Uh, yeah. so Matt Barnes will not be playing in the series. That's pretty big news, but. Turn your TVs on at 8.07. We'll be out of here. Red Sox Rays. Series starts tonight. Mike Craddy. We brought him here for one reason and one reason only. It's all you, Mike. It's your show. NHL preview. Really? No, no, I'm kidding. All right, no. Uh-oh, I don't know what that was. NHL season preview. Mike, I didn't get in too much in depth like you would get in depth. We got the Atlantic Division. We got the Metro Division. We got the Pacific. We got the Central. I didn't do the standings. I wrote the order in which I think they're going to finish. I'm kind of... Entertained to see how similar and how different our predictions are. Entertained. But um, you want to start with the Pacific? Sure, why not? Let's start with the Edmonton Oilers division. Who's winning the Pacific division, Jake? I mean, Mike Craddy. Who's winning it? Vegas. It's, it's, no, it's a no-doubter. This is, this is the easiest it? division no, to pick. Um, this is the easiest division to pick. It's Vegas. Um, there's no real challenger in this division. Uh, I have Vegas in first, Edmonton in second. I have the Seattle Kraken making the playoffs in their first season. Um, I like the free agent moves they made on top of the expansion drafts, on top of, you know, even though some of the expansion draft moves were kind of weird, a couple picks here and there were kind of strange, kind of surprising. But, um, yeah, I, I think Seattle's good enough. They got Philip Grubauer locked up as well, so they got number one goalie. He's a good goalie. Yeah, he could have won the Vezina last year. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be pretty good. Will they go to the Cup Finals like the Vegas Golden Knights did in their first season? I don't think so. But I have Vancouver Canucks rounding out the Pacific Division in the playoffs and fourth. Uh, Calgary just missing out. I think Mark Ooh. Giordano is going to be a tough loss for them. Um, their cats and their top pairing defenseman on the left side. I have LA in sixth. I think they're going to be a little better this year, but still be on the outside looking in. Anaheim and San Jose, that could go either way. They're both pretty bad. They're both going to be the bottom two teams in that division, I think. Pick one. Whoa. So ours was kind of similar. Well, actually, not really similar. We both have Las Vegas one. I get the Calgary Flames finishing wow. second. I'm a big Sean Monaghan fan. I'm a big Johnny Hockey fan. Edmonton Oilers third. It seems like every year this team just disappoints. I don't know why with all the talent that they have. You got them third too? Second. You got them. So I got them third. I got the Seattle Kraken finishing in fourth. Um, they got Colin Miller this season? No. Who they got? They got a former Bruin on the team. Lozon. Lozon. Lozon blow. I don't think Lozon's that good, do you? He's all right. He's just, you know, dog man out. He's going to be one of those young defenses. I prefer Marino. Run, so so I, got, I got the Anaheim Mighty Ducks finishing in fifth place in the division. I don't oh. think... I think they're kind of old. Corey Perry, it just seems like that Corey whole crew Perry's, is gone. Corey Perry's on Tampa. Yeah, I'm saying the whole the whole oh, crew that they have, is just it's not there anymore, and I feel like these young guys really aren't too good. Coming in sixth in the division, I get the San Jose Sharks. You don't like the Sharks? You don't no, like the Sharks at all, actually. I haven't in the last place. They're uh, pretty bad. And then Mike's a little higher on the Vancouver Canucks than I am. I get the Canucks in seventh, and then I get the LA Kings and Jonathan Quick in last. Jonathan Quick, is he healthy? You think he's still good? He's all right, but Cal Peterson's slowly taking over the starting job from him, taking more and more starts, so I think they're preparing for the future um, in that for L.A. So, Looking over this division, I mean, I don't think it's great, to be honest with you. You look from top to bottom, I think 
it might be the third best division out of these four in hockey right now. I think the bottom is pretty shitty, if you ask me. Yeah. Again, right. Mike Mike knows this better than I do, but some from four to eight, it doesn't doesn't entertain me too much. The thing with the Sharks too is Evander Kane might not even play. He's got like oh, his charges against. He's him, got right? like charges like his wife gambling. His wife um, complaining about gambling and how he like mistreats her. Now he's apparently using a fake vaccination card, which is like that's probably, illegal. Yeah, it's like a. Like he's a, still here. I think they said it's like a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. Yeah, that's like that's perjury. That's perjury. Yeah, so didn't he, catch me. Yet. Like, I'd be surprised if he plays a game, but who knows? The NHL is not always the best at handling situations like that. Uh, yeah, San Jose is in a tough spot though. They're rebuilding with a ton of bad contracts, so it's kind of hard to rebuild with a ton of bad contracts. They're in a very weird spot. And go to the Kraken again. You know what the Golden Knights did when they came into the league their first season? I don't think the Kraken roster is as talented as the Golden Knights, but this is a team that I think could sneak into the playoffs if all goes according to plan, especially in a yeah. shitty division like this. The big thing for them Vegas too is they'll, um, they'll be on Gord back a month or two when he's recovering from surgery, but I think they'll be fine in the meantime without him. I think they'll str- stumble a little bit, but... I think ultimately Yanni Gordon ended up being their first line center, third line center in Tampa, but I think he's, you know, their best option. Who's leading the Kraken and scoring this season? Probably Yanni Gord, honestly, Damn. as we're talking about him. I think he's that good. I think he's going to get top line ice time. Write it down, and, Jake. Um, Yanni, Yanni Gord. Gord, I got Yanni it. Gord. Take the Jane over. Schwartz will be up there, too, because I think he'll be on the top line. Oh, from the Blues, they get Schwartz? Yeah. They plucked Jane Schwartz out of free agency. Um, the Blues replace him with Brandon Sod, so... All right, so moving on to the Central, I feel like the Central Division is a lot better than the Pacific from top to bottom, if you ask me. At least a little bit better, especially the top-tier teams. I'll go first, see how similar we have it here. I bet you Mike Craddy got Colorado in first. That's who I got. Yeah, you know how I feel about Colorado. He's a huge Avalanche fan. I got the Dallas no, Stars. I just, I just think they're awesome. You know, I don't like root for them like the Bruins or anything. But yeah, you love they're, them. They're due. I'll, I'll say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Avalanche are going to win the Cup every year until they do. <laughs> Because wow. it's going to happen. It's, they're, just, they're, that they're the good. favorites. They're set up for the future. they still got a lot of youth and a lot of guys under long-term deals now, especially their captain now, Gabriel Landis Cox, seven more years. Um, Nate McKinnon. They're, they're just fantastic. Nate McKinnon's got like three years left. He's going to cash out in a few years. Um, they're missing Devin Taze for the um, like first month or two of the season, yeah. so that'll hurt him a little bit. But uh, they got a top prospect in Bowen Byram that's going to fill in for him. Bowen you know, Byram. So... That's just how deep they are. The rich are very rich still, and they're going to win the division. So I got Colorado in first. I got the Dallas Stars coming in second. My surprise of the year, I got the St. Louis Blues coming in third in this division. I just watching the Stanley Cup. I'm, I'm looking at that roster, and I didn't realize how many guys are still on the team from that Stanley Cup championship. Mm-hmm. I, it's more than you think. Winnipeg Jets, very good roster. I got them in fourth. Chicago Blackhawks coming in fifth. Can't believe Patrick Kane's still in the league. He's still doing it. The Nashville Predators coming in sixth in this division. Jake Platter loves Nashville. Went to one of their games. Seventh yeah, I did. I went to a wild. playoff game. You like it? Oh, dude. Winter, Bridgestone? Winner go home. Game six against the Sharks in 2016. And they won. It was nasty. It's Damn. like the best arena for a playoff game. I was like fifth row. It was crazy. They for 20 bucks, the Sharks. Oh, the Sharks. So I got 20 bucks. That's a That steal. is not a hockey city. You can't do that at the Bruins. But the, the fans are bonkers. That oh, yeah, they went crazy. Nashville 6, I get the Wild in 7th, and I get the Arizona Coyotes in 8th. You have the Wild in 7th? Yeah. Wow. Is it a big time um, surprise? We are way different. Um, I have Colorado 1st, Minnesota 2nd, so Whoa. way different. Minnesota's still really good. Kirill Kaprizov has the contract situation out of the way, so he's locked up in Minnesota. They got their superstar. Um, they got a couple of young prospects in Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy that are probably going to make the team and play pretty well in uh, middle six roles, second and third line type roles. Uh, the defense is still pretty good. They got Capo Kakinen and Cam Talbot still on net, both pretty good goalies. Um, I like Minnesota a lot. I almost call them Minnesota. That'd be a good Minnesota. Uh, good, a good nickname cold like Minnesota. Um, Minnesota, yeah. Winnipeg got a lot better, so I have them in third. Um, they added Nate Schmidt and Brendan Dillon on defense. I think they got a lot better. Dillon from the Sharks? Formerly the Sharks. Um, most recently, Washington. Uh, I think that's going to help Neil Pionk, too, who's one of their you know, top – you could make the case their top defender. Maybe it'll help uh, Josh Morrissey, too, but he's kind of in a tough spot. He's just not a top-pairing defenseman, so maybe Brendan Dillon takes over the top-pairing reigns, makes things easier for Josh Morrissey. That'd just be even better for them. Um and yeah, Pierre-Luc Dubois got his first full season as a member of the Winnipeg Jets. I think that's the number two center they've been looking for for a while. I think he's going to bounce back this year. He didn't have a lot of success in a short time in Winnipeg. Uh, I have Dallas edging out the Blues for the fifth place spot. I think this will be a close race, but I think Dallas is just a slightly better team. 
St. Louis loses Jaden Schwartz. Um, they lose Vince Dunn, a good defenseman in the expansion draft. They get Pavel Buchnevich, but they have to go up Sammy Blaine, a second-round pick. A loss, but a good one for a guy like Buchnevich, one of the more underrated players in the league. They got him locked up as well. Traded Zach Sanford a couple weeks ago uh, to Ottawa to free up some cap space and help Ottawa get to the salary floor. I have St. Louis just missing, though. Nashville in sixth. They're in, like, a hybrid rebuild. Right? I got Nashville sixth. Yeah, so that's, like, one similarity besides Colorado we got in this division. Um, they traded Ryan Ellis, too. I think that's a huge loss. He's very, very good. Um, that'll help Philadelphia a lot. Chicago in sixth, or uh, seventh, seventh, rather. They're rebuilding. You know, the, the dynasty wasn't going to last forever, and they're, you know, entering another year of this rebuild. Um, and Arizona, they've been taking on all the draft picks and bad contracts. It's a bad roster. Get. Yeah, they're they're fully tanking it. Um, they're trying to get Shane Wright in the draft this year, the top prospect in the 2022 draft. And um, they're looking pretty good to do that and tank pretty hard with the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, overall, but, I mean, I'd be surprised if Vegas didn't win the Pacific. I'd be surprised if Colorado doesn't win the Central. So we're on the same page with a couple of these things. At least with the winners, yeah. At least with the winners and at least with coming in eighth. We both have Arizona. To me, though, it seems like Nashville's roster, like, a couple years back was completely different. I was looking yesterday and it just... It seems like the pieces are just, it's all gone. Yeah, and partially, you know, they have their top two centers underperforming. Brian Johansson and Matt Duchesne both making a lot of money and not living up to it, so that doesn't help. So they're kind of in a rebuild on the fly, hoping for guys like Philip Tomasino and Ellie Tolvanen to pick up the slack as young players, the future of the team. So, Jake said, go Sox, go Sox, go Sox. Great podcast. Let's get some more people in here. You know Jake? Yeah. Jake, what's up? I don't think I've ever What's met up, you before, man? have I? Have I met Jake? I don't know. I don't know, Jake. Well, nice, up, nice to meet you. This is Jake 2. Jake, thanks for listening to I'm the show. I'm Jake 1, actually. How do you pronounce his last name? Matty? Matty? Yeah. You don't know, you know him? No. Oh, you don't? I thought you knew him. Jake, what's up? Whoever you are, hit me up. 774. Two, what? Hi, guys. 273-1840. I'm kidding. This kid works at Bass Pro Shops. Jake, I didn't even know we were Facebook friends, but you know what? Start Tyler Lockett tonight. All right. Start Tyler. What's next? Metro. The Metro. We're saving the Bruins division for last. Yep. Am I wrong to say that this is the best division in hockey? Tell him he's wrong. Yeah, tell him he's wrong. Yeah. What do you think? Is the Atlantic? It's the Atlantic and the Central. I'd say say the Atlantic. A little biased, but... I think the top of the Metro. The The top top of the the Central is pretty underrated, too, so... All right. Pacific's definitely the worst. We'll see how similar we get the Metro. This might be a a little different... I got Washington first, Alex Ovechkin. I got the Islanders number two. Connor, if you're still listening, you'd probably like to hear that. Third, I get the Philadelphia Flyers. And fourth, I got Carolina. Every year, I don't think Carolina's going to be as good. As they, every year, they just, it seems like it's a great team. Coming in fifth, the Rangers. They got a good roster, a lot of good young kids. Coming in sixth, I'm sorry to John Marino, but I got you guys coming in sixth. Crosby and Malkin are both out for an extended period of time, aren't they? Yep. So Crosby and Malkin are not going to be playing for a little while. Coming in 7th and 8th, I think these two teams are going to be awful. New Jersey 7 and Columbus 8. That's my prediction for the Metro. I love Washington and I love the Islanders, really. Connor's going to like mine even more because I have the Islanders winning the division. Wow. Um, if the Carolina Hurricanes held on to Dougie Hamilton, I would have kept He's listening. Connor got it. What, did he say anything? He said, yes, sir, let's go Isles. Uh, I like the Isles. They somehow got older. They're pretty old, which is not a bad thing, but they somehow got older, adding Zidane Chara and Zach Parise. Um, and Richard Ponick, who's kind of old, too. So, they're still pretty good, though. I mean, Kyle Palmieri stuck around. Um, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to win the division. Edge out Washington, who I have in second. I have Carolina in third. I think Dougie Hamilton's a huge loss, but they're still pretty good. They got Jesperi Kokaniemi in an offer sheet. Sebastian Ajo is nasty. Supposedly not a troll offer sheet, but it definitely was. Sebastian Ajo is fantastic. Their top six is pretty good. Um, interesting to see how Slavin plays without Dougie Hamilton. Arguably a top five defenseman in the league, I'd say. Um, he's fantastic. He's in New Jersey now. Um, so I have Carolina in third. Philadelphia in fourth. A little bounce back yeah. here for Philadelphia. They get back in the playoffs after missing it. I think the Rangers are still on the outside looking in. They're almost there, but they're not going to make it this year. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, losing Crosby and Malkin early on hurts. And um, I think they're, you know, appro- approaching kind of in a way like the Bruins, um, the end of their window. So, you know, I think it's going to slowly get a little bit worse for the Penguins. I think this is going to be... I couldn't tell you the last time the Penguins missed the playoffs. I think New Jersey. I think New Jersey got better. Um, they had a good backup goaltender, Jonathan Bernier. They get the best free agent defenseman on the market, Dougie Hamilton. They get Ryan Graves in the trade market from Colorado. 
Um, and again, Tomas Tatar up front. I really like what New Jersey did, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Thomas Tater Tots? Thomas Tater Tots, yeah. Love him. That. Um, yeah, New Jersey got better, but it's just going to be tough for them to gain leverage over these teams um, upper, upper, um, in the upper half of the division, or at least to get into the fifth or sixth spot. But they did make some improvements. I think they'll be marginally better. And then Columbus, Columbus is in a rebuild. Um, they showed us that this offseason might have uh, Cole Salinger play this year, which would be a nice surprise. They drafted him like 12th overall, but um, he might make the team right out of camp as an 18-year-old. That'd be pretty exciting. Be um, the rebuild's looking pretty good, but um, it's going to take a little while for them to get back into contention. It's not going to be this year. They traded Seth Jones, which is a good thing, contrary to popular belief, because he's not good. Um, and Chicago played him, paid him a ridiculous amount of money for the next eight years for some reason. Um, but, yeah, Columbus is going to finish in the basement here, I think. So, yeah, we overall we're pretty similar. I mean, we both look at Washington Islanders, by far the best two teams in the division. And overall, I mean, what do we disagree on? Basically nothing. But the yeah. bottom is the bottom, the top is the top. John Marino, you think John Marino's going to have a good season? Fourth and fifth. We have these, like, the fourth and fifth. Uh, no, fourth and fifth. Third and fourth flipped and the one and two flipped. So. John Marino's on the second line with Pittsburgh with Michael Matheson, I believe, right? Those yeah, two, probably gonna, that's probably going to be the luck they go with. So Marino, I'm excited to see what they can do this year. But again, without Crosby and Malkin, it just seems like it's going to be very different. Yep. Anthony Allard's ready, Jake. He's ready. The Red Sox are starting soon. I, I'm, I'm wearing my Red Anthony Sox underwear tonight. Anthony Allard is ready. That's how you know it's time. All right, we got one more division to go, and then we'll be, we'll be talking some more later tonight. All right, Atlantic. I got Tampa Bay in first. You agree with me there? Same here. Yeah, they lost their whole third line, which really hurts. Um, they lose Coleman in free agency to Calgary. They lose Yanni Gord to the expansion draft. It's going to be one really good player that they lost. And uh, they traded Barkley Goudreau's rights to the Rangers, who then signed him to six years for some reason. Next, Matt, Matt Bolesky, if I've ever seen it. Uh, but Tampa Bay is still really good. Their defense is untouched, besides a couple depth, de- um, depth defensemen they lost. Um, they're still really good. Their top six is fantastic. Their defense is very good. Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league. I think they'll still reign supreme in the Atlantic Division this year. All right, so I get Tampa Bay first. I get the Boston Bruins in second. We'll talk about the Bruins more in a little bit. Toronto coming in third in the division for me. I get the Canadians in fourth coming off that Stanley Cup loss. Florida five. I got Detroit coming in sixth. I got the Buffalo Sabres in seventh. And then... I got the Ottawa Senators finishing eighth in the Atlantic Division. I mean, Mike, we somewhere for this? No. Uh, I have the Florida wow. Panthers finishing second. I think they're really good. I think Sam Reinhardt's one of the more underrated additions of the offseason. Um, getting him is huge for them. I think it adds a lot of stability down the middle. They can play him on the wing, too, if they want to. Whatever they feel like goes best for them and what they're you know trying to do. I think they're definitely a pretty good contender this year. Finally got over the hump of that like wild card type of team, I think. Uh, I have the Boston Bruins. Our team in third. I think Krejci's going to hurt, but this team, losing Krejci's going to hurt, but this team is still a playoff team. I think they did a decent job, you know, keeping Mike Rowley around uh, for three years and then adding yeah. Derek Forbert. Better situation than last year with the youth movement. Um, Linus Olmark is going to be an X factor on this team. Can't I'm nervous be. about him. I'm a little nervous about him too. Well, you know, I need to see more before I can buy in on him being a reliable starter. He's had a bit of some hiccups in the preseason, but I'm not too worried about <laughs> those. Um, Jeremy Swayman's fantastic. I think Jeremy Swayman's going to have a good year. Uh, being the contention for the call, they're probably not win, but he's going to be one of the better rookies. I think the Bruins will be fine. I think they'll still make the playoffs. And, yes, as you can guess, I do have them ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs. A lot of people are all in on the Maple Leafs this year for some reason, as if you know we don't know what they do every year. I think the Bruins are better than the Maple Leafs. I think the Maple Leafs lost Zach Hyman. Nick Ritchie's not as good as Zach Hyman. You know, he's fine, but um, I don't think he's going to be the solution on the second line with Mitch Marta that they're looking for. They also signed Andre Koch from the Bruins. If he can stay healthy, he'll be fine for them. But I think they got marginally worse. I think um, on defense, they pretty much stayed the same, and their defense wasn't good, so that's not good. And then they got um, maybe marginally better in net. They lose Freddie Anderson. They signed Peter Morazic. I don't think it's going to be much you know, much of a change. I think it's actually going to get a little worse for the Maple Leafs, but they will still make the playoffs. Montreal on the outside looking in. Good team. Losing Carey Price. He won on the, um, I think it's the NHLPA um I forget what the list is called, but he's yeah, what the, he's he, taking a leave of absence. He's going to take a mental like, home for <laughs> like for like mental reasons and like getting help. Something's Damn. going on mentally or with his family. He's taken care of. So losing him to start the season is a tough loss. Uh, they got Cole Caulfield, who I have one in the Calder Trophy. Spoiler alert: is going to do some awards predictions quickly after this. Um, I have him winning the Calder. He's fantastic. He's easily the best rookie in the league this year, in my opinion. I have the Ottawa Senators in sixth. 
I think they're kind of like the New Jersey Devils in a way, you know, not only the big free agents, but they're kind of getting there. They're kind of entering the relevancy um, segment of the NHL, but it's just not going to be enough. They're not good enough quite yet. Then Detroit in um, in seventh and Detroit Buffalo, stays. the worst team in the league, in eighth. Jack Eichel isn't going to play another game for them. They're going to try. He's definitely out. Yeah, and he still hasn't got surgery, so whoever trades for him is going to have to get in that surgery and lose him for an extended period of time on his herniated disc or whatever it is in his neck, which is not fun uh, for anybody, especially for a young superstar like him. It's such a shame what's going on Um, and how he's getting fucked over by the Buffalo Sabres, who are a trash organization, uh, the Houston Texans of the NHL. So we got all the same division winners, right, except um, in the Metro. We got Vegas, Colorado, Tampa Bay. And then I get Washington winning the Metro. He got the Islanders. But real quickly, thoughts on the Bruins. I'm pretty excited for this Bruins team. I think they're going to go 44-27-11 this season. That's my projection. I got Brad Marchand leading the team in goals. A lot of people obviously will probably think pasta. I'm excited for this team. and I'm nervous about Umar. That's the real thing I'm nervous about for this Bruins team. I like Jeremy Swayman. I think he's the better goalie overall. But what do you think? It's going to be like a 60-40 split? Yeah, I think maybe like a 65-35 if we're nitpicking a little. The thing about the Olmark thing is, from the start, I never really understood the term. I don't know why they gave him four years. I like the player. You know, he had good underlying numbers in Buffalo of all places, which is encouraging. I think he'll be better here. But I don't know. That'd I just don't bad. think four years was the move. I think Jeremy Swayman's going to be ready to start full-time probably by next year. And you sign a goalie for $5 million for four years. It's not a cheap four-year deal. Um I don't really understand it, but, I mean, I guess they want to go with a two-headed monster. It's going to get even more complicated if when Tuka Rask is back. I was going to say, you think Tuka's playing another game in a Bruins uniform? I think it's possible. They keep talking about it every once in a while, but they're not ruling it out. So uh, we'll see how they're going to make that work. I think what they're going to do for that as well with the goalies is they're going to make sure Jeremy Swayman doesn't play enough games until they can sign Rask, so they'd have to put him on waivers. They'll keep him... You know, they'll monitor his games because if he plays too many before Rask comes back, he'd have to go through waivers. And if he goes to waivers, he's absolutely going to get claimed for nothing, and that would be horrible asset management. So they got a bit of a conundrum there if Rask wants to play, which he does. Um, but, yeah, I liked what I saw from Charlie Coyle last night in his first audition at the second line. Center he scored squad, a goal, didn't he? Scored a goal. Shout out to Jared Castle, by the way. a lot looser. Yeah, catching that stick. That was cool. That was cool. <laughs> I mean, he's a Capitals fan. Like, Ovi, Ovi is the guy you get the stick from of all people. The Shout out to Kessel. Of all time. Unbelievable. Um, One of the most legendary things I've ever seen. Yeah. That was sick. Catch. Yeah, Jay, that was Great nice catch, catch, too. Mike, I got another question for you. Overall, this Bruins roster, I like it from top to bottom. I think it's very good. Obviously, you got the first line. You got the additions. Felino, Eric Hall looks like he's going to be very good. Taylor Hall is back. I mean, you got a great roster, but... Is Forbort really the guy on that first line to start with McAvoy? You think he's good or not? I, I was surprised I to see good. it. I think, it's an ad- I think it's an audition. They're going to see how it works. He's kind of like a, not like Char, like he is Char, like stylistically, kind of, you know, defensively. Not as tall. But they're going to see if that can work with a guy that can keep up with him better. Um, he's not a, you know, quick skater by any means, but they're going to see if he can keep up better. Um, and they always have Grizzly to fall back on if they need to, and even Mike Riley if they want to try that. Because Matt Grizzlick and Charlie McAvoy, we see what they can do. You know, they got they struggled a little bit later in that Islanders series this past year, but overall they're fantastic together. They're two tremendous puck movers. Um, they can always fall on back on that if they need to. But yeah, I think for Howell and Felino, I think they can provide some comfort for Jake DeBrusque. Jake DeBrusque had a tough year last year. There's two new line mates at least for the start of the season. Maybe that could be good for DeBrusque playing with two new line mates. A speedy center in Halla and a defensively oriented big forward on the wing and Nick Foligno could be pretty good. And they got a new look fourth line. The fourth line wasn't, good. you know, as good as we're used to seeing fourth lines for the Bruins in the past. We've seen some great ones, especially back in 2011 with the Merlot line of Campbell, Pye, Thornton. But, you know, they need to improve in that regard. That's why they changed so much. That's why they let Richie and Kasha go. They let Sean Corrali walk. He went to Columbus on a four-year deal. My guy, Sean Corrali. Wearing number seven, that's going to be weird to see. That him. is weird. Um, but he's back in his hometown in Columbus, so he gets to play against um, amongst family and friends. So that's good for him. Bruins changed a lot, and I like it. You know, I think it'll be good. I like the team. they got to try and get over the hump, and if it's you know some drastic changes they got to make, I like it. I like the intensity. Don Sweeney knows the pressure's on, the window's closing, and he's got to do something to try and scrape It's going to be a good season. A good season together. Time's um, ticking, though, for this core. Time's yeah. ticking. Um, you got awards. I only did... I did the MVP, and I did the MVP of the um, the Stanley Cup. What do you do? You do a little more? I did a little more. 
Um, for the Stanley Cup, I have Colorado over Tampa Bay. Like I said earlier, Ooh. I'm going to pick Colorado until they do it. Um, Tampa Bay will be tough to beat, but Nathan McKinnon's motivated. He says it every year. You know, they always come up short, and he's so good. That team's so good. They're capable of more. I think they're going to do it this year, and like I said, I'm going to say it until it happens. Um, for the hard trophy, I got Connor McDavid. He's easily the best player in hockey. <coughs> Excuse me. Also with the Art Ross, he's going to, you know, probably win like eight more Art Rosses in his career, maybe more. He's just the best point producer, best all-around player in the league. One of the best ever already. He's the he's most nasty. skilled. He's the most skilled hockey player I've ever seen in my life. Um, the Rocket Richard, I have David Pasternak. I have him winning his first solo Rocket Richard because he tied Alex Ovechkin two years ago, so he didn't win it. Outright. He almost won a couple years back, didn't he? Did he almost win twice? No, he. You're thinking of the Ovechkin year when they tied. Oh yeah, they tied that year. Uh, but Pasternak's just fantastic goal scorer. They have an even better power play unit, which is going to maximize his goal scoring output. With him. Marshawn, Bergeron, Hall, and McAvoy. It's just going to be insane top power play. And maybe the best in the league. Um, I have Patrice Bergeron. You know, call me a homer. Selkie? I have him winning the Selkie. I think it's been three years now since he won his last one. He's due. He's due. And he's fantastic. He looks really... He looked even better in the preseason. You know, it's the preseason. He looks like he's got like a little more jump in his step. Not to say he was slow, but... Chris Bergeron looked really good in the preseason. Didn't light up the score sheet, but, you know, it's the preseason. You don't really need to. Um... But, yeah, I think he's going to, you know, get the Selkie back, the Patrice Bergeron trophy, as it'll be called someday. Um, and you yes, really think that? Be awesome. Yeah, he's, you, won, he's won the most. So, I mean. He's won three times, right? Four. Four now? Four. Um, I've killed McCarr just like last year. He almost won the Norris. You love Mass. You Mass. I think he's going to win his first <laughs> Norris trophy. I think Charlie McAvoy is going to be heavily in that mix. I think. I, the top I thought it was Killmaker at first. I think. Kale McCarr. I think the top three is going to, you know, like it should have been this year, be McAvoy Fox. And Makar, all college hockey defensive, by the way, and hockey east. What the fox in? Dude, it was crazy to watch in college. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, I think Cam Makar's going to do it. He's due for one. Charlie McAvoy's as well, so he might have something to say about that. I'm here. National champions, UMass. The college hockey season will get going soon. Like I said, for the Calder Trophy, I have Cole Caulfield. He's just right. a dynamic goal scorer. He's going to play in the top That's six in Montreal. Steve. That's who I have. And then Andre Vasilevsky for the Vezina Trophy. Best goaltender in the league. I got The guy him. is just a giant. He's practically unstoppable at times. And, you know, I think he's due for a Vezina this year after I think know, he's losing win. this year to this past year to Mark andre Fleury. who's not going to win a Vezina in Chicago. Yeah, I got him winning that. I got McDavid winning the MVP. I'm not going to go through all my playoff stuff, but... In the East, I got the Islanders beating Washington four games to three to make the finals. Who do you have um, in the Eastern Conference Finals? TB. TB. Oh, yeah, TB. And then the Western Conference Finals, I got Colorado beating Edmonton four to two. And then Connor's going to love me. I got the Islanders in seven games over Colorado, four games to three. Wow. Barzell. Wow. Zidane Chara winning another Stanley Cup. That would be tough. That'd you be hate tough. to see that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. You know, I'd be happy for him, but it'd just be tough to see him win one another, uh, another uniform. It'd kind of be like Ray Bork back with the uh, World yeah. Cup when he went to Colorado after. I like Charlotte. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. Obviously, I want the yeah. Bruins. But I'm telling you, Mike, time's ticking for the Bruins. It time is, is it ticking. It ticks with every passing moment, every passing year. So it's not going to last forever, sadly. But yeah, overall, I mean, it's going to be exciting. The hockey season begins, what, next Tuesday, right? Next Tuesday night is the hockey season start. And also, before we go next Tuesday night, Connor Howe will be back on the show. Jake Woo! will be back for the show. I was on this show. I'll be back for the show. You know what next week is? The NBA, NBA season preview. Next week's the NBA season preview because the NBA season's about to start. So I said to Mike, you got to join us for the NHL I'm tonight. excited. Jake's already getting ready for the NBA preview. and I could dunk a basketball. Yeah, on the show? We're gonna, yeah. We're going to do the show me, from the it. Norton Middle School. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We're not there anymore. But, um, yeah, that's our NHL preview. Thanks, Mike, for joining us. We appreciate it. We're going to see if you're right. You better be right with all your divisions and everything because if it's you're not, a big night you're for not sports. coming back. And hey, come we from, all got to get to you. it. You had the Bruins missed the playoffs last year. Yeah, I know. I also had the Detroit Lions being, like, nasty in football. So might have to cancel yeah. the shot. Justin is, is, has some weird picks. But follow me on the spreads pool. Top Strange three. Guy. Top three. Strange guy. All right. So that's that it. That was just luck. 15 minutes. First pitch from Tropicana Field, and then about, what, 33 minutes? The first throw. 33 minutes. What's the game, 825? Nah, 31. Bad math, bad math, bad math. All right, Seattle and the Rams, that's going to be a good game. Actually, you know what, Matt, before I forget, we got one fantasy football question for the week. Thanks for reminding me, guys. Hey, you play fantasy football? Of course. 
Oh, sorry. Um, 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 um. Matt Dorn, where are you? It was right there. I saw it. You did? Yeah. Matt, hey, bro. I got a fantasy question for the show for my flex. Tyler Boyd, Kareem Hunt, or Corderell Patterson? And should I maybe start Boyd over Tyler Lockett? Jesus Christ. We're up against the clock here. We are? With Lockett. With Lockett. Oh, no, no, you got time. I could drag this out. I could drag this out all day. So, to answer your first question, Cordero Patterson, like, all the way. Like, I don't know how anyone's going to disagree with me on this. They're playing the Jets. There's no Calvin Ridley. There's no Russell Gage. This guy's going to be the top receiver and the top running back on the team. I don't care if they win or lose. I know I said they're going to lose. Cordero Patterson's going to get his and everyone else's. He's going to have a monster game. You have to start Colero Patterson. Have to. Now, all right, thanks, guys. So, moving on to the next question. Boyd or Lockett? Now, Tyler Boyd has been pretty hot last week. He had a great game, but T. Higgins did not play in that game. It looks like T. Higgins is going to play in this game. Now, the one reason I would choose Boyd over some other receivers is Joe Mixon probably won't play. It's probably going to be more of a passing attack. Green Bay probably going to have the lead most of the game. Cincinnati playing from behind, throwing more often than normal. But Chris Carson isn't playing, so that totally wipes the board for me. Tyler Lockett has been a machine. He's kind of hit or miss, but I got to count him for at least one 40-yard bomb, Ugh, and that's five points not. off the bat. So I'm playing against you. I got to take Tyler Lockett in this one. He's the better receiver. He's got less competition, and I think he's Russell Wilson's favorite guy. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree with all that Jake said. I mean, I don't want Tyler Lockett to do good tonight because I'm playing against him, but it's a big DK Metcalf night. It's going to be a big DK Metcalf night. Tyler Lockett is the obvious choice there, and like Jake said, Cordell Patterson, you got to start him, right? I mean, he's coming off a three-touchdown performance. Like, to, to put it into perspective, no, Ridley. I would be playing Cordero Patterson over Lockett. Like, he's the best one of all of the players you've said. He's their number one wide receiver against and the Jets. And running back. Yeah, he's going to do everything. And running He probably could play tight end over Kyle Pitts. Mike, you agree with all this stuff? He might be able to play QB, who knows? Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, I agree. I, you know, it's a little tougher with um, the boys one. But, yeah, I'd, I'd go with Lockett over Boyd because, you know, no running game this week, or tonight, rather, for the Seahawks. And Tyler Lockett's reliable. He's a good deep threat as well. Um, and Cordero Patterson had a crazy week last week. He's going to want to build on that. Like Jake said, they're playing the Jets. They don't have Calvin Ridley. They don't have Russell Gage. It's going to be all Kyle Pitts, Cordero Patterson. Patterson or bust, Ol- baby. Olamide Zacchaeus, that other guy with the weird name. Olamide or Olamide. Olamide Zacchaeus. You see, you see Patterson moss that dude last week? He was nasty. How can you not play the best game of his that? life? How couldn't he do that with the Patriots? Yeah, right? Because we, we have no faith. We just... Make guys do what we want them to. We don't let them play how they want. Matt, we're all on the same page, though, if you're wondering. Um, good question, though, Matt. We like it. Love your pick, Justin. Yeah, for wow. real. Like, wh- this might be the first time we've all been on the same page for, for the, both questions. Like, th- it's th- that's how confident we are in these picks. But that's it, Mike. Again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank Go Red yeah. Sox. By the time we do the show next week, hopefully we'll be in the ALCS. See you next year. Go Red Sox. Go Seahawks. Go Russell Wilson. Go DK Metcalf. Go sports. Go sports. Thanks, Jake, for letting us be here. Yes. Thanks, Mike, for being on the show. We enjoy you. We'll let you back sometime. Don't worry. Sounds good. But um, you guys got anything else to say? No. Big balls. All right. See you guys later.